It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, Clipper Nation? It's me, William, the Opinion Update. I am positive Chuck Mockler. And we are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. We are. We're coming at you five days a week. But who cares about the other days of the week? It's Tuesday, the best, the single best day of the week. 100%. Everyone can agree. We're coming uh, through. You guys came through. We're excited. We're we're live on Twitter. That's at Locked On Clips. Uh, we'll be taking questions throughout the stream. So if you hear us talking to people, interacting, that could have been you. You could have been here. We'll try and give you a shout out. Uh, if you do ever want to ask a question but are unable to tune into the live stream, those are around 1.30 p.m. Tuesday, Pacific just in case you want to know. Uh, but you can send questions any time of the week to at Will Updike, at Charles Mockler, at Locked On Clips. We'd love to hear from you. we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with, uh, we're going to be doing our season previews. Only 15 days until the start of the regular season. Thank God. Um, whatever's going on up there. Yeah. <laughs> whatever's going on. Uh, so today we're going to be doing Kawhi. Uh, we got some meaty, st- some beefy stuff to talk about yes. there. Uh, and then we got some great questions. Some people send some stuff in ahead of time. Thank you so much to everybody who did that. It's a really huge help. Um, so yeah, uh, we're going to be talking, obviously, about everybody's favorite thing. Uh, some, you know, load management. Some oh, yeah. Chem- some, Everyone some, loves Some team that. chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Possibly some ideas on what the lineup could look like. More has been coming out post uh, the first training training day. Yeah. So yeah, let's 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 get into it. Let's see what we got. Yeah. So let's. I mean, we're kicking things off our season previews with probably the most important player for the Clippers this year, Kawhi Leonard. Um, this is definitely not going to be a preseason preview because he has been ruled out for. Is it the whole preseason? Unclear. It's definitely the Hawaii game. The Doc's most recent comments seem like it's going to be all of preseason. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Flores asked before the stream started, why isn't he playing preseason? I mean, I don't know. You don't drive the Ferrari around the practice track, right? Yeah, so the 
there is like a tendonitis issue that surfaced late in the finals. Um, I think that was the knee. Um, once again, it's one of those things that like not that big of a deal if dealt with, but it is a nagging thing. Yeah, I think it's just something they're they're covering all bases twice with yeah. Kawhi and Paul George, and I you know I think that's something that everyone is totally fine with. Um, if you missed last year for Kawhi. He averaged 26-7-3 on 49-37-85 shooting, a net rating of plus 14. He won the finals, and he won another finals MVP. So I would say it might be difficult to outperform last year. Correct? I would agree. <laughs> I mean, all he's got to do is win MVP and then also win finals MVP and do all of those things while we're in the Clippers <laughs> a championship. But... Does he play enough games to wind up... To qualify? ...in the MVP conversation even this year? Based on everything they've been telling us, someone on the stream asked if he's going to play 82 games. I hope that does not happen. Um, All 82. 40 minutes. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. I think he will qualify. I think he'll qualify just barely, mm -hmm. and that might be an argument by people who don't want him to win MVP why they would discredit him. Yeah, that's fair. Right. Uh, it seems like they're talking about, uh, instead of load management in the way that we've thought about it being games, resting back-to-back, so on and so forth, they're kind of talking about maybe he would be practicing less with the team. <laughs> Screw it, dude. Um, <laughs> which I think is definitely an interesting way to go about it. Doc um, talked about, actually, the Rams because he was talking with Jared Goff about practicing. I think it was preseason, mm -hmm. and Jared Goff was like, I haven't even thrown a football. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not going to do this. Now, don't take Jared Goff's performance so far this year as what Kawhi's going to do if he doesn't practice. Yikes. I feel a little more confident about that. But, yeah, I'm fine with that, like, kind of loose practice. Because there was an article years ago about how the, it came out that the Spurs didn't do full-on practices every day they practice. And yeah, it was like, no, no. of course. Yeah. They don't Why need to you? practice basketball. Yeah, you don't need to, like, yeah. there. So let's talk about this uh, isolation in regular season. Yeah, That's some so, hefty stats, some beefy stats. So I mean, hail through his two-way play. I think in a play, I think in a playoff scenario, I mean, he's got to be my favorite for on-ball defender, lockdown guy for the Clippers this year. I see no problems with that. Uh, any team really. <laughs> Fair. Uh, also, I mean, I don't see any problems with that either. But I think that his like offense has grown measurably pretty much every single year he's been in the league too. Um, I think that last year he carried one of the heavier offensive loads that he's had to carry, especially in those playoff series where Kyle Lowry like, just kind of disappears. Yeah. Um, but through the regular season, he was top four in isolation, uh, which I went with regular season um, over playoffs That's just because larger playoff sample size. Playoff basketball is different, too. Um, on four possessions a game, he had the third best points per possession in the entire league. Only people ahead of him, obviously James Harden, most efficient most efficient yeah, ISO can't. player of all time. It should just be zero at James Harden. Yeah, and then KD uh, was like a, a tenth of a point per possession ahead of him. Uh, however, Kawhi did average more of those isolation possessions per game. Okay. Um, I also was just interested, just because he's a bigger guy, and we've been talking a lot about where do we move Kawhi? Do we play him up? At, do we play him at his regular position of the three? Do we move him to the four? Uh, so I was curious to look at his post-up numbers, oh, which man. are elite. Yeah, uh, these are nice. So less than 10% of his total offensive possessions are post-ups, which shouldn't really be a surprise <laughs> to you. Um, Dude, what, I thought he was in the post. <laughs> certainly wasn't a surprise to me. Uh, on those, though, he averages about .96 um points per possession which is good for top 15 in the entire league and then if you do a nifty little trick great on a curve and take out 
any player that doesn't play the center some amount of time, which yeah. seems fair for post-ups, right? That's, yeah, that's uh, that puts him in top two uh, of players that don't spend any time at the center, and it's him and KD. So do you think there's going to be an increase this year in ISO and post-ups, or do you think it's going to be a different, you know, how's that distribution going to go? I think it depends on the play type. I think that it makes more sense if you're playing smaller to have Kawhi uh, posting up, having a, a play a little bit more of like, um, not quite a Draymond Green, like something, but but something akin to that, like passing a lot out of the post. For sure. Um, Maybe not as much as Draymond Green because Draymond's passing is on a different level in terms of understanding the game. But I, yeah. think, I think most of that has to do with just because he's played in the system for so long. Yeah, you know? I agree. I mean, and I think that, I mean, while we're on this profile, I mean, the thing that's going to have to go, that's going to have to grow for Kawhi is obviously going to be his passing game. Yeah. Um, Which he'll be in the easiest situation he's ever been in, save for maybe some of those Spurs teams, of finding guys who can pick up some of the load that he needs to manage, I guess, offensively, not physically. for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I think that that like he he's shown really good flourishes in the pick and roll. Um, in terms of players in the NBA, like uh, in the NBA who play a similar amount of ball handler at the pick and roll, he's yeah. like top five. Um, but a lot of that is like you know that's based on points per possession. A lot of that is just based on how good he is at scoring anywhere on the floor. Uh, I think my biggest, I mean, the biggest criticism of his game offensively would be that he really only passes when he's passing out of a double team. Yeah. Um, he's, he's kind of really only looking for the pass when there's no other option. And I think that on this team, it's going to come down to him to set the tone for the ball to move a little bit more. Someone brought up a great point on the live stream that Kawhi at the four and Jermichael at the five is fantastic for his passing. Yeah. Um, in those small ball situations. And he, I th- it's going to be really awesome to see Kawhi play without the burden of being, I guess, the lack of a term, the Kawhi on the team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've talked about this. He's never had a teammate as good as Paul George. I don't think, ever. Um, no. And I mean, not like, yeah, I just don't think you can count those Spurs guys, like, at their peaks. Yeah, because he I, wasn't the role that he is now. It's just one of those, yeah. in terms of responsibility that Kawhi has had and having a good teammate this is the best situation he's ever been in i got one for you yeah. is uh lou williams a better Kawhi teammate than manu i mean i'm just gonna say yeah just to make some, whatever spurs it's out there to i don't Clippers know i'm team. thinking about it <laughs> um, so what are your expectations you know let's talk about points per game assists where do you see that falling last year it was 26 7 and 3 what do you think's going on right now um so Obviously, off the top, I hope that assist number is up. Uh, I would like to see that. Seven was honestly higher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I was fairly oh, impressed I was, with seven. I thought that was the boards, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that was boards. Yeah. I was like, damn, seven assists, dude. Um, uh, so, so three th- assists. It's, it's He's going to have to have more than three assists. I would like to see that number comfortably in the four range. I think if... I think six is doable. Really? I think six is doable. Six, six is what I was saying is I think probably ceiling, but I, I do think it's possible. Um, rebounding, I think I'll stay the same, especially just like Beverly is turning into a really good rebounding guard. Dude, he gets, I mean, he's been doing whatever Steph has been doing because Steph is the best maybe rebounding point guard in the league. Other yeah. Than Russell Wilson, but for very different reasons. Um, but Bev has seemed to picked up on some of that or something, but he's doing the same thing Steph is doing to get those boards to guard. 
Um, people are pointing out on the stream that uh, six seems like a reasonable amount of assists per game for Kawhi just because of the options that he'll be passing to. I couldn't agree more. Uh, that like, there's just so many shooters and so many people that can score in a in a plethora of ways that it you know you'd have to be kind of screwing up. Um, Someone saying Will wants four, Charles wants six. Meet in the middle with five. I still want six. Well, four. I was saying like, <laughs> I mean, that should be that's like floor. Like if if his assists if his assists per game this year isn't at four, that would kind of something's suck. kind of going wrong. Yeah, something um, is off right like there. Like communication isn't right, or people aren't knocking down the shots that they should be knocking down. Do we see him making first team all defense? Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah, I think first team defense. Um, I'm hoping him and. Paul George split some MVP votes. I don't think that'll happen. Chonger saying six, also very realistic. I agree that uh, Kawhi and Paul George are both... Well, Paul George to me is more so underrated as a passer. Kawhi, he was better last year. He's great. He's good in pick and roll. I don't know. It's I'd, like be really see, I'd like to see that grow. This is what I mean. It's going to be fantastic to see him with this supporting cast. He's never had this many shooters or hitters and around him at all times so it's going to be fantastic that wraps up our Kawhi season preview tomorrow we're going to do i don't know paul george we're figuring out as we go but this is the start of our player previews we're going to be doing one every day until the season starts yep so get jacked for that coming up after this we're going to be getting to clipper nation's fantastic questions off of twitter we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need Indeed. Paul George is deadly in the pick and roll. Someone's commenting on the thing. Looking at Paul George ball handler pick and roll stats is like my fetish. I yeah. love it. <laughs> so we got some questions. Um, Tim Plains25, recently new listener. Thank you for listening. What are your thoughts on having Kawhi in PG, assuming if he was 100% staying out of the preseason entirely, uh, instead using this time to build on the new pieces and second unit chemistry during the preseason? So what do we think about just taking Kawhi and PG out of the preseason the whole way and using the second unit and everyone else? I mean, isn't that what preseason should kind of be for? Yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> like, like, It's like the NFL preseason. I don't want to see anyone get hurt. I still think there's too many games. And agreed. let's give the second guys a bunch of run. Also, I mean, like, Paul George and Kawhi, sure, we don't know 100% what they're going to look like with this team. But as a whole... We have an idea. Yeah, like, <laughs> as a whole, they're such known commodities that it's like... I mean, it's like it, it, you you pretty much get what you're going to get. Yeah, you know what's going on. Uh, Ryan Stelling is commenting, Terrence Mann is already getting reps with the second unit. Yes, that's giant. We talked about it yesterday how Mann has like, been kind of one foot in, one foot out of like the career point guard yeah. realm. Um, so that's huge. But I think, yeah, this goes to Tim Plains' 25 point. Is I think that's what they are going to do. And I'm fine with it. I'm even fine running like Trez and Lou not that many minutes I want to see Sham get a bunch of minutes yeah um he's a guy who I want to see get a bunch of minutes um and then I also want to see this might be mean I want to see Zoo play a bunch in the preseason okay I think like because you commented on his passing I think Zoo needs to be out there to see what sets are going to be running more and that kind of stuff to really get that Agreed. Not, not fixed up because that has a more negative connotation than I mean, but you know what I'm saying. Tightened up, I guess. How was that about Zubach? As far as being rested in the preseason, he should not be rested at all. Play him. 
Play yeah. all the young guys. We should be playing. Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad that you brought up the passing because he did talk about like the need to establish that sort of vocabulary. Just finding, and the only way to do that is playing with the guys that yeah. you're going to play with, <laughs> finding where they like the ball. Um, so that's an, that is the flip side of not having Kawhi or Paul George in preseason. Is you don't get to work out some of those kinks. You don't get to um, you don't get to see how that's going to be in game. Yeah. See, we're getting a comment on here. Run Sham at the one in preseason and then give Magruder minutes as a facilitator as well. Interesting. I'm not mad at that. A lot of people, Adam Austin's very excited on Magruder's floater to oop combination, yeah. which I think we might see in the preseason, which will be good. Um, Chenny John asked, which, this is a good question, which former Clipper is going to get a tribute video this year? CP3. Yeah. Right? He'll probably get another one. Nah, not not for the OKC game. He's like two trades away, so I hope Shea yeah. gets one. I'd love to see Gallo get one too. So we don't need a Tobias, Chris Paul one as well. Tobias will probably game. get one. Yeah, Shea. Like, I mean, I hope they all do. You know, like Boban. Boban will. Bobby and Toby. I think they'll get like a sweet. I know they're not on the same team anymore, but they're gonna get like a sweet. Like they'll they'll do something nice for Boban and Toby's separate things. I think. Yeah, I'm yeah. hoping. Um, Lawler's Law asked what we think the expected record during Paul George's absence is. This is a tough question, mostly because we don't know how long he's going to be out. Um, what if do he's... you think? I mean, over 500, under 750 winning percentage. I think we're going to be in that, like, 600 range. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I'd see that. If he misses 10 games, I would see 6-4 and four being pretty realistic. Yeah, man. Just depending. And if you want to get freaked out, just look over those first 10 games. Um, I think we'll be okay. Um, Dave Neuerbauer, I apologize if I pronounced that wrong, asked, After hearing Doc talk after practice, I got excited about having Mo in at the 4 to start. With each guy, Paul George, Kawhi, and Mo being 6-9, that gives us the ability to switch a lot. What do you think of that versus Green starting? Um, I say, why not throw Green at the five? To start? Situation? Screw it. So the the only issue with... The the biggest issue for me with... With Zoo not being... It, not starting at the five is that like... It crumples up the second so unit pretty what, hard. So what the hell other <laughs> front court do you play him with? I mean... Yeah, then I guess you have to run Trez at the four on the second unit. And that's awful. I just yeah, don't think that th- I don't think that that's very effective. I think that you have yeah. a log jam of two guys then who like really have pretty much overlapping skill sets. One is just traditional size. One is just a larger man. So how about this? What do you got? Dave, this isn't the question you asked. I apologize, but such a good question. We got tangents. Instead of starting, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, PG, Leonard, Moe, and Green together during a small ball style lineup. Yeah. That seems like something great. But for the starting question... What do we think about Mo on the four to start instead uh, of Jermichael? They seem impressed with Mo. I will say that. Uh, Brad Turner wrote a great piece um, about it. I think. It, I mean, I think I, you got to keep Jermichael in though. I think. I don't know. I. I think that the spacing takes a step back. Um, I think. I think it's interesting to have Mo in there. Um, it definitely gives us a little bit more length. It definitely ups the defense even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that it could help with rebounding and getting out in transition a little bit more. Um, oh, someone's asking, quick aside, who would win in one-on-one between Charles and I? It's definitely Me. Charles, man. I suck. <laughs> um, I like this. I like it because, it, and, and almost at the four of the situation, this feels like a interchangeable starting lineup thing. 
Yeah. Not like every game type thing, but if something's not working one game, we could see them switch Mo out. I do like that against like a really high-powered offense, throwing Mo in there at the four. Yeah, so I actually think that, and, and Jovan, I guess, was tweeting about this a little bit, um, fantastic follow, uh, that Green has been playing with the second unit, um, yeah. which makes a lot of sense. Like, the chemistry is is really good there. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think that it makes sense to use Harkless uh, in the starting position, but... I don't know. I, I would roll with Jermichael Green. Like, if I'm yeah. a GM, that's probably who I'm rolling with. And he has, I mean, we have that recency bias because he, you know, he finished the season with the starters. Yeah. Um, in that situation. But we do have two giant new weapons to use. That's a really great question, though. I'm going to be thinking about that for a long time, actually. Um, we got to ask if any other throwbacks are coming. So they announced. I don't think so. <laughs> they announced in the giveaways the the 50th anniversary like San Diego Clippers hats, which yeah. look pretty dope. They don't say San Diego on them, which I mean I'm a fan of. That's I live in LA, so uh, yeah. I mean we I, got I the earned edition. We got the statement jerseys and stuff like that, but I don't think there's going to be any more throwback specifics. Yeah, I think the right. Braves is like that's gonna you know like that's the cherry on top of the 50th anniversary kind of a. Thing. Yeah. Um, Christian Martinez asked this question about Terrence Mann. What scenario would you prefer in the preseason? Mann showing awesome passing skills in the second unit or Jerome scoring with confidence? That's a good question. Why not both? <laughs> That's exactly what I said on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but if I had to choose, I would honestly prefer to see Jerome scoring with confidence and looking like a different player than we saw last year. Based on timeline, um, where we drafted him. Yeah. Uh, the youth movement that we kind of need in general at some point later down the road, I yeah. would be ecstatic to see Jerome looking super strong in the preseason. Yeah, I think scoring with confidence would be great. Um, and honestly, just like, just cont- if he could, if the defense that he played in his limited time in the Golden State series was something that he could carry throughout an entire season, I mean, you know, it'd be, it'd be great. He doesn't even need to score the ball that much yeah for sure um and he would be able to find a lot of playing time i think in that backcourt mm-hmm. um i i would love to see man as a facilitator there's some reports in training camp of him kind of running the point a little bit with uh lou playing more of an off ball role which is yeah, interesting you know. to me which <laughs> i was not sorry it's really interesting that. to me that that to me reads as more of a preseason kind of a move lineup, it seems like a perfectly honest move. yeah um but yeah, and I also think I think we're just gonna see. I think Man has awesome passing skills that we're gonna see regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like based on preseason, if he was learning a new position, as he said, five point seven assists in the preseason, learn a new position, you got some passing skills. Yeah, you know, you know what you're doing. Um, so I think we're gonna see that. But yeah, I would be hella psyched to see Jerome step it up. Coming up after this quick break, we just got more fantastic questions. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. 
back from the break. Hope everyone's doing fine. Yeah. We want to give a quick shout out to a couple of uh, iTunes users, uh, Maxim and Sky Mason One. Don't know if you guys are listening. You guys gave us five star reviews. We really appreciate it. Um, hope you made your off season better. Cannot wait to have actual content to report on. Um, someone's commenting on the stream that Jerome is still depressed after the SGA trade. They still talk every day. Dude, he might be. It, they, <laughs> they still talk every day. It warmed my heart. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a good call. Um, let me scroll. If you guys want to keep sending us questions, feel free. What are you most... This center situation had me kind of freaking out last night. Not uh-huh. in a bad way, but I'm just... I don't want to. T- I'm not going to say the I word because we don't need to put that energy out there. But can we see That's someone, you know, when you can't do something because you're physically unable to? I N J U. Ah, gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> that one took Dude, a lot. That was. <laughs> um, but it does have me. We have this extra roster spot open. Are we keeping that as an emergency? Like if we, if someone, go, you know what I mean? I don't know why we would. Yeah, I mean, I think it gives you flexibility. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not that worried about it. I don't think that they're... They don't seem look, to worry about 14 it. guys is enough guys, <laughs> just to be honest. To be like, fair, we only have two centers, though. That's enough. <laughs> you think it should be cut down to 10? Yeah. Um, someone's saying, I think it's an emergency or Iguodala spot. Sure, if they buy out Iguodala, but we're, we're going to have to trade if we want Iguodala at some point. Oh, yeah, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> Iguodala at the center. Yeah, we'll put AI at the center. We got Zoo at the four. Um, I've been pretty psyched. Someone asked on the stream if we've seen Paul George dunk because uh, Doc had this kind of terrifying quote where they were like, yeah, he said he wasn't supposed to dunk, but then he did it two oh, or three that's times. Right, yeah. It was like, dude, he shouldn't be doing yeah. that. Like maybe throw down one like tiny dunk where like your fingers barely touch the rim or something like that. Yeah, uh, Miriam wrote a great piece on that. Check out the OC register. She wrote about him like trying to sneak back into practices. It's I thought it was really good. Dude, which is like, I love that mentality. Like I'm so happy to see that mentality in Paul George, but I'm like, dude, like please just pump the brakes. Like take as much possible time as you need to come back to full strength. Okay, a bunch of people on the... Paul, uh, Brandon Ingram commented on Avica Zubats's Instagram. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, "Like, let's get it" or something like that. And Zubats responded with, "Like, hell yeah, bro. Let's." I also agree that we should get it. And now we're being inundated with, "We should get Brandon Ingram in 2020." Comments. We don't need any more wings, you guys. We don't need any more wings. And also, guys, the off season is almost over. <laughs> we don't have to look at Instagram comments. As if they mean the two guys are going to play together next year. That's true. Soon there will be actual <laughs> we don't, we don't games to, do to talk that. about. <laughs> do you remember basketball? I don't care about that. Um, I, but does Brandon Ingram make sense? No. <laughs> like, he's going to want a huge contract. We're already capped. Strapped. We have wings. What what would we what would we do with that? Just got a little bright over here. Um, should we talk about this Irish piece? Yeah. Okay, uh, some people are heated as well um, about someone on the stream commented, Ryan Snelling commented, you're telling me we're not getting Darren Sproles? He commented on the Clippers picture too. Look, if Darren Sproles could give us five minutes, he's a real small guy. No, um, there is an Arish uh, Markazi piece about Paul George and Kawhi getting booed at the uh, LA Rams game. Happens. Happens. I was at the Dodgers game where they booed Kanye West. He looked really bummed out about it. But, I mean, this is expected to happen. It's a Lakers city. It's kind of going to be. Yeah. Uh, Rams fans don't 
definitely did not have a bunch. The part of the story they may have left out, though, was that they caught a foul ball and refused to give it to a child <laughs> before. And I don't even think that's a booable <laughs> offense. Yeah. Um, and my thing, too, is, like, there's there's a lot of things to be mad at media-wise about the Clippers, for sure. We don't have a radio show. Uh, there's no TV coverage dedicated to the Clippers, for sure. Let's not be that mad about no, Fox Sports. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, let's not be this mad about a one-off off-season piece about Boone. So somebody's asking a great question. Do we want to see Zubat shoot threes in the preseason? If he's going to shoot threes, <laughs> fine. Just have him do it then. But i got to be honest, I don't care about the three-point shooting. That's not the biggest hole in his game. Uh, that wasn't the thing that I came away from last season being like, man, if he could only shoot threes. I didn't watch Zubats play against the Warriors and think, wow, everything is great except his outside shooting. <laughs> <laughs> that just didn't happen. Um <laughs> oh, yeah. Matt Chong is bringing up a very good point. Our TV coverage is about to be purchased by Sinclair, which just sucks. That is so terrible. Um, it means we're going to see possibly some very not chill advertisements from some not questionable, some very questionable sides of the political spectrum. That's really going to suck. We're hoping Balmer looks into something like that. Um, Rather than saying why we need it. media coverage, we got locked on Clippers. <laughs> well, agree more. we wish we could do it all the time. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the Sinclair thing really does bum me out. That sucks. I think it's nothing we can control. I mean, Balmer theoretically could buy Sinclair, but I don't I don't think he's ready to drop the billies it would take to do that. Um, I am jacked we have so many televised games this year. Yeah. For those people who have NBA TV, you have like 12 more than we can usually watch. Um, someone's saying, I just want to be able to watch our games in Ohio without paying 250 bucks. I feel that. Um, Man, I can't even, I can't pay 250 bucks to watch them. Oh, yeah. On, not on League Pass, at least. Man, it's it's blacked out. Balmer's more interested in starting his own streaming service for the Clippers. Yes. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. That I think everyone would be on board with that. We do need more Clippers content. Um, tweet at certain, you know, tweet at ESPN, tweet at Fox Sports, but do it maybe you know, calmly and nicely. Maybe take a <laughs> breath before you send the all caps, where's the Clippers coverage stuff. Um, no, he should just start streaming the games, have them be for free on Twitter, charge his own ad revenue, whatever he wants. Or he could partner up with clippersnews.net. Maybe, maybe get a whole CNN thing going on. We'll see. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, that'll do it for the podcast. We'll stick around and answer questions on the stream for a little bit longer if anybody's got anything burning that they wanted to ask. Yeah. Uh, but that'll do it on the pod. I've been William, the Opinion Update. And I'm Pod Strike Michael. Thanks for hanging out. Please rate us. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.